killed or what have you. And we're waiting for her to not only uh, that she attended some of these memorial services, but after that, she'll tell you what she does. She has a tremendous job with the Urban League in New York. Are you there, Ms. Richardson? She should be I on. Am. She is on? I'm on here. Okay, Ms. Richardson. You want me to get Beth? Yes, I want you to get Jessica. No, um, no Beth. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, Beth Spencer going to get Beth. Yeah, I'll okay. right now, okay? Okay. You want me to stay on the line or what? Yeah, is this Jessica? I'll get right back to you. Hold on. Is this Jessica? Or is this Harriet? This is Anita. We have Harriet and Anita Cosgrove. Okay, we'll get to it. First, we want um, Jessica. This is Jerrica. Jerrica, I'm sorry. I get your name right. That's the same way I have with Harriet on her name. Uh, Tell us that the two memorial services that you were in attendance, and then tell all our listeners what your role is, what you do for the Urban League. So, um, you know, good evening, uh, MC. Uh, this is Jerrica Richardson. Um, I am the Senior Vice President for Equitable Justice and Strategic Initiatives at the National Urban League. And this past week, um, I was in Minneapolis attending uh, the funeral service for Dante Wright. Okay, we appreciate this. Hang on in there now. Uh, let's go back to uh, Cheyenne to give you an overview, then we'll go to Harriet. Yes, hello. Hi, this, uh, my name is Cheyenne Hubbard. Nice to meet you all. Uh, I did a lot your family history genealogy and and the family is extremely phenomenal it's a really big family and I um, what's real interesting is that my family uh, is kind of connected because some of my family members married into the Cox family um, uh, um, before Cheyenne whoever has the radio in the background would they please uh, cut it off for this while we're doing this broadcast. Thank you. Go ahead, uh, Cheyenne. Okay. And so, uh, let me uh, ask you some questions. Um, and, uh, MC, your uh, parents' names were Pleasant Richardson and Katie Cox. Uh, your grandparents' name was Pleasant Richardson and Katie Cox, right? Right. And so, um, Pleasant had a bunch of siblings, such as their names are Francis, Harrison, Lockie, Thomas, Clifford, Luther, Robert, and Zelda, and Williams Richardson. And Katie was the oldest sibling, I believe, of Candy Cause. And actually, the interesting thing about that is Candy was married to someone named Francis Richardson, as I just mentioned before, but they didn't, they didn't have that many kids. It was a short marriage because she passed away early. And Katie had about seven siblings, Isaac, Edna, Anna, Tandy, Washington, Cox, Elizabeth, George, Sylvia, and yeah. And, I would like to, for anyone listening, 
I would, if anybody can come up with a uh, photo of Pleasant Richardson, we'd be most appreciative. He is the missing link, and I didn't know by his help, but I know his father was uh, Harvey Richardson, and mother was the name yeah. Martha. So uh, we appreciate, we got some people, we got some Cogs and Richardson that will be taking part in this, we call it a dynamic uh, broadcast today. So uh, let's continue. And, uh, anytime you just... Uh, uh, introduce or get Harriet and she can take it from there and she can call other uh, she have called other cards and relatives so we can really make things happen but before we do that Michael are you listening yeah I'm here okay you just got awarded something for something that you did recognize would you tell our audience what that was yeah, so I delivered a paper called Otherwise You Will Suffer the Consequences, which is the uh, some of the wording that was put on the sign in Kesher telling the black families that they had to leave town. And so I wrote that paper that just kind of detailed what had happened and kind of the long-term consequences of Kesher. And it actually, I submitted it to the Arkansas History Association, and it won the top prize, which is good for them. time permitted for recording your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press right. 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record. To send your message. Okay, I don't know who's doing that, but uh, this is not supposed to be a recording. This is supposed to be a live broadcast. So see if we can work with that. What I would like to do, go ahead, uh, uh, Michael. One. Yeah. So the message was urgent. Okay. Your message has been picked up. Someone, uh, someone, uh, answering machine message. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I would like to say, uh, have you completed your what you're gonna say, uh, Michael, Mister Anthony? No, no, I was gonna keep going. So that uh, the paper though is gonna get uh. I'm going to be able to present it in front of the Arkansas Historical Association here in Little Rock in uh, the summer. It's on June 4th. And that'll be a big deal because it'll be about a thousand historians and teachers around the state. And I'm going to try and make them realize how important this is. And I'm hoping that they'll start teaching it in their classrooms so that we can kind of get more. I mean, just because whenever I was growing up learning Arkansas history, I never learned anything about any of this. And so I'm hoping that if I can show these people how important this story is, they'll start teaching it in their own classrooms. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And it'll also get published in a journal. So every college student across America will be able to see this story if they want. And so just more eyes on this whole idea, the whole story of Catcher, I think it's a good thing. Okay, this is MC Richard. I have a request that each and every one of you, regardless what state or what city you're in, if you would write a letter to the editor talking about the importance of what we're doing in Catcher in Arkansas, as well as send a special request to the University of Arkansas Law Department that we would like for them to really deeply consider to make this uh, a project of that particular class. If each and every one of you would do that, we can get this uh, thing rolling and we'll really be a great assistant to Mr. Uh, Michael Anthony. Yeah, now, the. Add. Go ahead. If you don't mind, MC. There was a, uh, y'all might have seen in the New York Times, and several other big newspapers ran the story, but there was a black family who had lost their land in Los Angeles County in 1924, and they just in the last, uh, I think, six days, have gotten L.A. County to have them that land back, and it's around $75 million. So this is kind of, it, it's, 
it's really similar to what's going on in Catcher here. And I just want everybody to realize that, like, there is a legal precedent to not only getting this land back, but to having people come out and apologize for what has happened in the past. Okay, thank you very much. And now that other, I call my other boss, uh, Miss Harriet. Uh, Harriet, are you ready to give your overview about the Cogs and Richardson and what you know about what's going on? Yes, but I just want to mention that that was the Bruce family. I'm here in Southern California, so yes. very close. All right. And I'm, I, I, I hope to be able to continue to look out on the ocean every so often. So that speech is very important. But um, I'm Harriet Cog Stuckey, and I am the daughter of Lewis Cog, Lewis Hinkle Cog, Sr., and Alma Phillip Cog. Lewis is the eldest daughter of Candy Washington Cobb. Uh, Candy Washington Cobb, who was married to Nanny Hinkle, had five children. And my father, Lewis, was the eldest. That's my connection, in a nutshell. Tell me where I should, shall I just continue? Okay, I'm quite sure you can continue with telling about the okay. cog history. Okay, well, um, Candy Washington's cog, has, his father's name was also Candy. So the Candy that Dr. Um, Anthony was talking about was actually his father. Uh, he was, uh, he, he had a total of 21 children. Huh. 13, 13 with my grandmother, um, uh, my my great grandmother Eliza, and um, twenty one children altogether. But um, out of Eliza and Candy came Candy Washington, my grandfather, along with Anita Codrow, who's also on the broadcast. Uh, my father was Lewis, the eldest, and Anita's father was Granville. The, the baby boy of the family. There were three sons and two daughters. Um, while Candy Washington became Washington, later on in life, um, he didn't have a middle name. He gave himself that middle name, uh, having had a uh, fondness and respect for Booker T. Washington, who he actually had been able to work with in at the Hampton Institute, etc., uh, and and be taught by before he became uh, an instructor in his own right. So education was, you know, something that was of prime importance. One of his sisters was Elizabeth, and you're going to hear names that continue to crop up over and over again because the family seems to like. You know, naming their children after ancestors, and why not? But it, it does become kind of interesting when you have this Tandy and that Tandy Washington. We have a another Tandy Washington the third, or, or T.W. for short, who's a pilot. Um, he is the son of T.W. Jr. and Carlene. Um, my family, I'm the youngest of three girls. There was a younger boy at, 
quite a long time after me, who passed away, Lewis Todd Jr. And um, many of my grandfather's brothers were uh, names that you hear over and over again from some of the other relatives, Isaac, Calvin, um, just to name a couple that occur a lot. But, but let me pause there. And, um, well, I should mention that my two sisters, Anne and Alma Cog Smith, they're both, they both married Smith. <laughs> they're out of, Anne is out of Chicago and Alma's in the, uh, the DMV, as they call it, uh, District of Columbia, Virginia, Maryland area. And, um, so that composed my immediate family. Well, you you mentioned uh, Anita. I think she's on the line with us, and we also got Spencer. The Cogs seem to be not only educators, but they're politicians too. So we'll be connected with them today in this very important uh, broadcast, and this is going to be a continuation. And uh, we can go on and on with all the deserving things and uh, that your family and your uh, the what they call it, descendants, what have you. So, is, uh, is Spencer on the line with us? I certainly am, and I am uh, very, very pleased to be here. Uh, I just tried to uh, call my uh, cousin, Elizabeth, but I wasn't able to see her. I left the number call in. So, hopefully that will happen. But uh, in terms of our political history, uh, the Cogs, uh, family has been in politics in Wisconsin uh, for a very long time uh, from um, uh, my uncle uh, Isaac uh, who began the God's uh, political legacy in 1952. Uh, he was followed by my aunt, uh, his wife, my aunt Marcia, uh, who was the first African-American woman uh, to be elected in the Wisconsin State Assembly. Um, Isaac served in the Wisconsin Assembly and also the Milwaukee County, he was a county supervisor. Uh, many of you all call it county commissioner. Okay, so first there was Isaac and Marcia in 1976. I came along in 1982. Their daughter, uh, Elizabeth uh, Scott Jones, came uh, in as a county uh, supervisor in 19. Uh, when Marsha retired from the Wisconsin Assembly, a cousin, Leon Young, then took her place. Uh, in 2008, uh, my niece, Malele Todd, um, uh, uh, won a position on the uh, Milwaukee City Council. And what is very interesting is in 2010, there was a COG member on the city on the county of Elizabeth and both houses in the Wisconsin State House. Um, Leon was in the uh, State House and the Assembly and I was a state senator by that time. Uh, and uh, coincidentally, yesterday we inaugurated the next generation of conscious and that is Elizabeth's daughter of the Silicon Jones who became the third God if you just tune in, you listen to Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City, and you 
talking to, I was listening to, and he has a lot, you know, and he controls the money in Milwaukee, right? <laughs> He's a city treasurer. I'm, uh, I, I am currently the elected and the first African American elected citywide to a, an executive position. I'm the city treasurer of Milwaukee, and I'm, I'm proud to be here. We, uh, we collect the invest. Uh, we uh, have uh, in the country we're one of the top uh, tax collecting cities, and we are also one of the third lowest foreclosure cities. So I'm very proud of that. You attended a political event. Uh, was it uh, Friday yesterday? Oh yeah, that was the inauguration of uh, Priscilla Cobb Jones. Um, and I have to tell you, as the uh, elder age person in uh, Milwaukee, uh, I've seen and I've entered the world of many black politicians uh, in Milwaukee. Um, I've been to the last few black council presidents, but uh, listening to young Priscilla uh, give her acceptance um, and listening to Malele, who was in her 40s, and her introducing uh, Priscilla, um, they talked about the legacy of service that the Todd family has. We don't just do politics, we do uh, service too. And, you know, since 1952, um, we have served people of Wisconsin, okay? Um, that's 59 years. Um, and then you can take out eight, four, fourteen, uh, served in between the taxes. Uh, but that is a legacy of community service that um, we bring forward and we're proud of. You know, while you listen to this uh, tremendous gentleman uh, on YouTube, guess who's coming to Kansas City, and Facebook, guess who's coming to Kansas City. If you have a question that I'm quite sure. Uh, you know, what we call what type of guest? Excellent guest. We can have Mr. Scott Owen can tell you what you type in the, either the YouTube or the uh, Facebook, and hopefully we'll get somebody to answer uh, your question. Mr. MC, this is Scott Owen, and I'm only monitoring the Facebook page. Okay. So what, we got to do it with the Facebook today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And with the YouTube, you can still listen, but he's monitoring the Facebook. We don't want to overwork him, I don't think, right? <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but once again, he said, if you got a question, and a lot of people got their own uh, Facebook. I know one of our people, uh, committee as a whole, uh, Linda Griffin, in Bozeman, uh, Montana, she has between 250 and 300 Facebook uh, people that's pertaining to her. We also have people here that got their own Facebook, and they ask the people to share with them. So anyway, we can get the word out. But I will repeat once again that if we can get each one, every one of you write a letter to the editor, to the magazine, to the newspaper, tell them the importance of what we're doing here uh, with the Richardson Cox family, and also, particularly in this case, Catch Your Arkansas. And let me let me do this. We talk about Catcher, where Catcher is non-existent. Now they annex it to Van Buren, Arkansas, which is four miles. Then 
Fort Smith is 28 miles from Ketcha that used to be, but it was rich in mineral, oil, and natural gas. So we'll get into that. That's what these letters are so important to get to the letter to the editor and also to get a special request of the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville uh, that we would like for them to really strongly, eager, and whatever to make this a class project. A lot of law schools do this. They assign that project to that particular uh, department, and we appreciate that very much. And since I gave you a little rest time, Spencer, carry on. <laughs> Let me do this, because I think it's
can't think of much more. Spencer pretty much gave you the overview. Um, and for the most part, I just have to say that I'm so proud that he was my dad and he was such a wonderful role model for not just myself, but for family, friends, neighbors. I can't tell you how many people from all different walks of life contacted me after he passed away. Not just family, friends, and neighbors, but he would meet people on an airplane. He'd meet someone at the HEB store, and he would be in touch with these people until he died. Um, so he never met a stranger. Um, and I have to tell you, he was something, and I, I miss him a lot. So I think that's a good overview of my father, and I've let some of the other causes um, give some more information unless someone has uh, a question about my father, Granville Coleridge Cobb. Right. Anita, um, we all loved and enjoyed every time Uncle Granville would come to town for the American Radiology Conference because he would always preview his latest inventions with us. And um, I was so jazzed, I, I gotta find it, that he came to visit me and stay here at my house in Southern California in Riverside. And I have a picture of him with a makeshift scuba uh, uh, piece of equipment that he created on the spot so that he could hang out in my pool. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that he was my father's baby brother. Louis uh, was also a physician. And out of Chicago, he, he had gone to Milwaukee for um, undergrad, and they would not allow him, they would not admit him to medical school. So he came to Chicago and was admitted to Loyola Swift School of Medicine. And that was unheard of at the time, uh, because most people, even today, people assume that someone in my father's generation could have only gone to Meharry medical school, but he went to Loyola Strict School of Medicine and in Chicago, and of course, he met my mother, Alma, in Chicago. Um, also, uh, the other siblings in the family, we had uh, T.W. Jr., who became a minister and also um, an avid community um, advocate. The two daughters, Nanette Todd was a master reading teacher, and the baby girl in the family, Eloise Todd, who passed away only in 2019, was a psychological, a clinical psychiatric social worker. And they all had um, advanced degrees. You know, of course, Granville and my father, Louis, had their medical degrees as well. But uh, education was something that was just stressed. It was just, it was a given. And I have to say that that was something that was passed on to all of us in, in our family. I just have to jump in again. My father, Granville, and I was remiss. I did not mention, because he was very proud of where he went to medical school. My father went to Harvard Medical School. Some folks will say, was that Howard? <laughs> no. Harvard. 
in Boston, in Massachusetts. And so I didn't mention that, but oh my goodness, he wants me to mention that whenever I speak about him, and I just got a nudge <laughs> from him that I forgot to mention that. So um, please go on, but I just had to jump in and make sure you all heard that. No, that need to be uh, sent to you. Not at this time. Okay, sir. Now, you're reticent. Don't let the cops out, do you? You part of this, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we had uh, Pleasant uh, Richardson married Katie Cog Richardson. And is uh, our friend up in New York, and she's still with us? Ms. Richardson? Hi, MC. Yes, this is Jerrica Richardson. Yeah, will you tell the people, don't let them, them talk to uh, fabulous and everything, but speak up for the Richardson now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I just want to say thank you so much for creating this platform and bringing us all together. I am um, the daughter of Jerry Richardson, who hails from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, his father was Nathaniel Richardson, and his father, my great-grandfather, was Ernest Richardson. Um, and I um, really find the story of our family and what happened in Catcher um, just really remarkable, uh, especially given the work that I've really dedicated my life to, which is around social justice. And so, you know, I'm just thankful to Michael for all the research and the work he's put into this. Uh, I wish when I was in law school I could have read about this story, but I am thankful to, to hear about it right now. Um, and I think one of the things that was really remarkable to me about the story um, was, you know, just the treatment of and understanding the treatment in the time of African Americans. And we're in a really interesting inflection point in our country right now where we have um, a movement for reparations uh, or a study of reparations that's happening in the in the in uh, Washington DC as well as um, you know Barbara Congresswoman Barbara Lee introduced 
um, legislation proposing a truth and reconciliation, um, uh, you know, commission or or work. And I really think this is this is so important, and it's why it's so critical to telling our stories. Because growing up, the only story I really heard um, that really talked about these instances, which unfortunately there were so many of them that happened in this country, um, but really history doesn't even acknowledge, and our community we don't acknowledge. Um, and, um, you know, all I heard about was Tulsa, Oklahoma, but not very far from Tulsa. Here in Arkansas, or, or in Arkansas, um, there were similar stories. I think what was remarkable for me about the story is to know that the Richardsons were represented by the NAACP um, when, you know, as a result of them trying to defend their families and their land and really just, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, maintain dignity and um, in a very, very difficult situation. And that not only were they defended and represented by the NAACP, but they ultimately um, uh, were proven uh, to be innocent. Um, and so we don't hear those stories. Uh, very often uh, in American history and culture, we hear about these incidents involving um, black Americans, um, uh, and and they don't end well. Um, and so they're, they're definitely catcher uh, was a very sad situation, but as someone who has spent their life devoted to justice, being able to see an organization, a historic civil rights organization like the NAACP, um, which I volunteered with when I was in college, and now to be working in partnership with them very frequently at the National Urban League, to know uh, that part of the reason that I'm here today um, was because of the brilliance of organizations, black-led uh, organizations like the, uh, like the National Association of, for the Advancement of Colored People. And so, um, you know, I'm very heartened to hear about um, the Bruce family and what they were able to recover. Um, and I really, am, I really want to do my part and really want to work with you all in making sure uh, that the story of Catcher and the Richardson and the Cobb families and all of our lineage is a part of American history and that it doesn't continue to be overlooked. Um, because I think there's so many lessons that we can learn from it. I know, Ms. Richardson, you're a good friend with uh, Winland Grant, who is the Kansas City uh, president of the Urban League. But some of the things you worked as is all over, like the situation just happened. But your particular job, I think you're kind of downplaying yourself. The different people and organizations you work with about justice, injustice, and whatever. Could you kind of expound on that? Um, sure. I um, I very much admire uh, Gwendolyn Grant, who is the uh, Grant is the head of the um, Urban League in Kansas City, Missouri. I actually was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, although my parents met in Arkansas. Um, but I, that, you know, that I know that there are uh, many Richardsons on both sides, uh, both in Arkansas and in Missouri, uh, and really across the country. Um, but I have been working um, with uh, Ms. Grant, and she really is doing amazing work in the city of Kansas City around social justice 
but even more specifically around policing and police accountability. There have been incident after incident in the city of, um, you know, really police violence and misconduct uh, really directed towards, um, you know, black people. And there really hasn't been any consequences or repercussions. And you've seen officers, you know, uh, commit misconduct, harm people, kill people, and still remain on the force, and then turn around and have another incident following that. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to, you know, work uh, with folks on the ground in my hometown in Kansas City, but really across the country. You know, I just yeah, we won't forget. We won't forget to to get you at least a rib sandwich or some gates. <laughs> oh, please get me some gates. My grandfather on the Smith side, so I have some Smiths in my family too. <laughs> to all of my uh, Cobb relatives over there. Uh, my family on the Smith side used to regularly ship uh, a gate barbecue to New Jersey, where I grew up. Um, but it's it's just it's it's a really um, important moment, and I really look at policing, police accountability, criminal justice reform as our new civil rights movement in this country. And so to have been on the ground in Minneapolis um, and to be with the family of George Floyd and to have worked with a number of the relatives in the family of George Floyd, and to be there when the verdict came in. Uh, it was just, I mean, it was indescribable. It was definitely a moment of joy, but it's also sad because the backdrop, we had just lost Dante Wright. But I think what I hope it is, I hope that the outcome that we saw, the falling down of the blue wall of silence that we've seen in so many of these cases, um, does not, you know, that the, the, the outcome that we saw, that we see more of those outcomes, because I think our community has really been starved for justice. And time and time again, we see things happen to members of the black and brown communities and that there's no recourse. Um, and so I hope that this, what we experienced last week uh, or earlier this week becomes um, the rule and it's no longer the exception. And so I'm just really honored to be involved in that work, honored to be able to tell the stories of our community, and look forward to being able to tell the story of Catcher. Well, we appreciate that. Now, let's go back to the cards and the section about Tanny Cards and the college that he started in Little Rock. I know there was all kind of educators that was in um, Arkansas A&M down in Pine Bluffs.
Eloise, the youngest of uh, of the siblings of the, of Tandy Washington Senior's children, uh, was such a scrapper because, and he was a psychiatric socialist, because she grew up with those bad boys. <laughs> Out of in right, uh, Wrightsville, outside of um, Little Rock and Pine Bluff. Has Beth uh, been able, have we been able to contact her, Elizabeth? Um, you know, she just, as, as are several other of our Todd family members, they had obligations today. I don't know, you know, what her uh, situation is. I do know that she's aware of the program, but she may have had a conflict. Okay, but we appreciate that. Go ahead. Uh, was doing uh, doing some chores for her newly elected daughter, uh, Priscilla Todd Jones, uh, to uh, walk down the board. So uh, yeah. she, she had a, a, a busy few months. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and by the way, um, just to mention some, some other cause, um, the name C.W., in my grandfather's case, and great-grandfather was Candy Washington, but T.W. also stood for Theodore W. Cobb. And um, there was a Theodore Cobb in um, uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, and also um, in, uh, well, that was something from James, was it James Cobb? Pamela's father. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And both attorneys, if I'm not mistaken, I know. That's right. I know that. Um, I know that Harold B. Dickerson, a, a noted, a renowned attorney from Chicago, uh, recalled referring people in um, Milwaukee to our to our family members in Milwaukee. So there was a network for people all across the country to refer you know, friends and family members to others because of people like Uncle Gramble who were friends with everyone. <laughs> yes, indeed. So our grandfather, and he was my grandfather, Sr., was president of Arkansas Baptist. He was the founder of a Negro Boys Industrial School. He was fortunate enough in, in living in the period where he was able to know Booker T. Washington. And um, studied first with him, but then later worked with him. And um, I think I've already said it, but he decided to make his middle name Washington because of him. Well, this is great, and you know, we are at a corner, about the time goes by so quickly. And once again, if each and every one of friends, cousins, parents, uh, People who just know would write a letter to the editor telling about the importance of what is being accomplished uh, in Arkansas and led by the person we had said was a director of our research, uh, Mr. Michael Anthony. But anyone else, if somebody that's like Anita, if you need to write a book or what have you, uh, a documentary or a movie, we're doing it together. It's not just one person dominating the taking over another person. It's we all here. Anywhere we can get the word out on the Richardson and the cause, all mankind, 
And just like we go back to uh, 1923 in Ketcher, Arkansas, well, the person that was a lawyer at that time was Scipio Jones. But, of course, he didn't have that much clout. Cause he's, uh, and that's what we hope that we can get to University of Arkansas Law School. And not only Arkansas, but any other state. We need to get them involved in this historical thing that we're undertaking. And we'll put together a master plan. No one plan, no one individual. We're going to do it collectively. So I will let you guys continue. Matter of fact, I think Cheyenne has something to say about, uh, we was talking about the lady sang the blues, uh, Billie Holiday, who we got the uh, Oscars tomorrow. What about uh, that, uh, Cheyenne? Who oh, wrote that? Who wrote that song? It was actually most people thought it was actually a black person who wrote it. But it was actually a Jewish woman who wrote that song, and it was started out as a poem. Actually, after they saw photos of lynching. And the person name was Abel Maropol. Sorry, and they were a Russian Jewish immigrant who lived in the Bronx. And somehow the song got passed to Billy Holiday and to Nina Simone to sing. And that song has been <laughs> it's history now. And I think another thing that I want to talk about is about capture um, and how the race tensions then just start like in the 1900s, right? But as it goes back farther than that, I think, because I found a newspaper article that was written in 1906, right, where all these different black men were accused of a crime that they didn't do. And some of them were relatives, such as someone named Tandy Coggs, Calvin Coggs, Isaac Coggs, Bob Rick Richardson and Gus Richardson, and there was many other black people that were accused of a crime of murder, which they didn't do, right? And it yeah. caused the race tensions in, uh, in 1906 to just escalate even more than it was ever before at that time. And the only evidence that the police had was that, quote, it was a conspiracy among the worst class of the colony of Negroes, that's what they called catcher, to, um, to resist a white officer when they appeared in that settlement. And so when they arrested them, they, um, they discharged Tandy because they say he couldn't do it. He was a phenomenal guy at that time and reputable citizen, right? And so all the evidence points that they didn't do it. And, but Bob, Bob uh, Richardson pled guilty so he can let 12 innocent people uh, not go to jail because they all would have went to jail if he didn't pled guilty. And they said he was innocent, but they never really solved the crime. He only got 12 years. And because of Bob Richardson uh, pled guilty, he saved 12 innocent men's lives, right? And which honestly caused tensions to rise again because they just sent this innocent black guy into jail. And Robert, uh, Bob uh, Richardson is the brother of Pleasant Richardson, which is your grandfather. And so these race tensions kept spiraling out of control, which, you know, it ended up in the 1923 race fight, which should definitely get spoken about even more. And I just thought it was 
uh, interesting to bring that up. Okay, and those people, they would say the Knight Riders. That was the Cogs, the Richardson, and the Ferguson. And they had to get out of Dodge. Uh, one of them, Uncle Roosevelt, they were gonna kill him, so he, he flew to, uh, went to California, and a lot of them never returned there, but they still returned because Midland Heights and uh, Fort Smith, which is 28 miles away, and Nathaniel Richardson, I don't know, he put a whole lot of Richardson on this earth. <laughs> he got so many grandkids, and uh, but the Richardsons are like that. Whatever we can do in the Cogs, we have we're a joint family, okay? Whenever we can do something to help one another or each other, other people, feel free to call us at any time. And I want to know from Michael or uh, Anthony if somebody wants to write uh, those letters to the editor or also the Arkansas, and they want to get some quotes from you, how can you be reached? Yeah, the easiest way will be through email. Um, if y'all want to put that up on the Facebook side and the YouTube side, that would be great. It's just my university email. Okay, like, but once again, we're going to hit out the people else and we'll do a little closer, not the normal Baptist preacher have four or five closing. But each and one of you, Cox, Richardson, give a closing and how you might be contacted. And do we need other people to help? And they might uh, discover some more relatives we got throughout this United States and not limited to. I know Spencer had traveled over to South Africa, so they uh, they get around. We'll start with... Oh, I guess, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I guess... Uh, uh, with that intro, I guess I was sorry. I, yeah, I went to uh, South Africa uh, about uh, 10, 12 years ago, and I met a white cog uh, who was an Englishman uh, who had gone to uh, South Africa when they first started apartheid. So I wasn't all that crazy about uh, my newly found uh, relative who, who uh, more than likely was on the wrong side of the apartheid question, but he was a very, very uh, uh, well-mannered fellow who uh, uh, did I'm having a discussion with his, his black relative from the United States. And I, I got to tell you that um, in terms of the Richardsons, I just discovered in, in closing a few weeks ago that I went to a funeral. And there was a, a guy there who said that he was from the Richardson uh, portion of the family uh, and that he get together. And I never knew a Richardson in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That I uh, that I had met the guys that I was related to, so now I'm going to catch up on my Richardson connection uh, in Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin, because he has a, a, a cousin who is a, a member of my church, and now we're going to uh, find out how, how in fact we are related, because we kind of sort of look alike, too. Okay, next. Well, I'm Harriet. I can jump in for a moment. Um, I, I just want to say thank you so much, Cousin Lucy, for uh, hosting this type of programming. I, I think you're just going to have to have a whole bunch more of these with the Cogs Richardsons or the Richardson Cogs because there are so many of us out there. Um, so that's, that's what I would say. I, I founded a line dance organization in Southern California, but... Um, heart and soul line dance, but my um, 
my mode of contact has recently changed for my other, you know, just my general businesses, uh, because I also do acting and voiceover, would be harriet.sucky at gmail.com. Now, were you telling the different languages that you speak? Well, I can get in trouble in a few. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, uh, French was the language that I studied uh, up through the college level, but uh, and Spanish. We started out taking Spanish from Senora Gomez across the street in Chicago, and uh, Senora Gomez seemed to think she, she noticed that I seemed to have a knack for it, so she also started teaching me French. And then years later, I, I continued with French. So French and Spanish, and I can pretty much kind of hang out with Portuguese, Portuguese, um, any of the Romance languages. Uh, I, I realized when my husband and I, Sterling and I, were in France one year, we were visiting some friends, and I heard a woman speaking French, and, but her accent was so weird. And I was told, oh, well, she's speaking Romanian. I mean, I understood what she was saying, however. So that's kind of exciting. I do enjoy being able to communicate in these languages. Okay, Anita? You got me? <laughs> um, yeah, I want to say also, MC, I am so glad that you have brought us all together here on your show today. Um, and even though I just met you a few days ago, have to say I'm so proud of you and all you have done. And say, say, say that again. Say, uh, I need to say that again so all the Richardson cars can hear that. <laughs> okay, Richardson Cobb, I want you to hear this. Okay. I'm talking about our cousin, MC, and all he has done, um, especially to bring us here this hour. And I have to say, MC, I have learned so much, and I'm going to have to go back and look at, you know, the text for this show so that I can write down a lot of these names and towns and whatnot that were thrown out because I want to I want to have a good family tree and the branches and all that and this is very helpful in doing that so thank you very much okay I'm the newest to him I just want to congratulate my son Lance he is really connecting up with not only the Richardson the Cogs and the Nelsons and also the the Salas uh, out of Oklahoma and Texas and what have you but uh, everybody part of this show, and we will have to do other show. And I forgot, I don't know if I'm spilling the beans or not, but uh, Richardson in New York will soon become a hunter. Is that right? And not the one that hunt people, her, her fiance. <laughs> That's right. I got engaged earlier this month. Uh, so thank you, MC. But I am retaining the Richardson name. I will be Jericho Richardson Hunter. So to honor both my um, my betrothed uh, family as well as my own. So. Does anyone else uh, like to ask anything? Yes, uh, this is Spencer. I didn't leave my email address. Oh, let me leave it. It's SpencerCobb at gmail.com. Okay, and this is MC Richardson. I'm your host, and uh, we also got the beautiful young lady that corrected me. I was telling people she was 24. She corrected me and said, I'm 20. She's a genealogy specialist, and anyone who could utilize her services, 
Uh, how can I reach you, um, Cheyenne? Oh, you can give me a call at 913-202-8359. Okay, uh, Scott or uh, Ara? Uh, yes, uh, Ara, folks. We're back to you, McCormick. I'm not going to let anybody know, you get a copy of today's program by going to our website, FregusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com, <coughs> and once you get there, go to the home page and go to our podcast library, and you can go down and find this, this program, I left all of these programs from last August, they listed there. MC, I think you had a hell of a great family, and nice to meet all of you guys. Give me about 20 minutes to get that up there, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you very much. And well, Go ahead. Who's next? I was saying, Scott, there was one that you're an American engineer who made all this possible. Okay. And our show next week is on each and every Saturday. We have different hosts. And we'll do something. Uh, another one of our cousins... He's a state rep from Fort Smith, the 78th District, and we will have him say some things so he was unable to uh, be part of us uh, today. And, and, of course, Barbara Benson and her son, Bobby Benson, will be part of it. We won't really reach out, but our show, we will deal with the Black United Front. They have, believe it or not, they have established a black credit union in Kansas City. If, if doesn't anyone else have anything to say, we appreciate you. And I normally say we out of here, but I don't have to say that if somebody else has something they want to say. Just want to say thanks, and you, you, you did it. You the Hollywood man uh, on podcast radio. Thank you very much. And get close to them cars and get close to them Richardson. Looked like the Richards and Cog got together and they got married. <laughs> but thank you very much for listening. And Harriet, oh cousin, you did a good job again. You did correctly on the show. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yes, it will. Did you tell people how to reach you? Michael, Cheyenne, Cheyenne, she she did a beautiful job to be just a mere twenty, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would like to hear the conversation that you provided. I'd love to have some more conversation with her. Oh yes, I have a lot of information. I actually wrote it all down. Fabulous. Oh, I should mention, Timothy, that for my sale, the carrier would be sold with two keys in an E. So if you sell it like it appears on the show, that won't get you to me. Okay. And thank all the other people who didn't, uh, wasn't speakers, but they uh, listened to the show. Thank you very much. And then the light is here to do that. And we close out with the reserve. A long time coming, but I know.